online world. This is off the record, with Mikey Bustos. Hey, that's that, that's my line. That's my line. No, it's my line now. I'm taking over the show. You see? Oh, please make me a YouTube hit, also, Mikey. <laughs> right here on Off the Record, I am with. I'm gonna claim it. I am with my cousin. I am with my relative. Yeah, Mikey Bustos is in the house. How are you, Mikey? I'm okay. I'm all right. It's nice to finally meet you, another Bustos clan member. I, I have been, you know, meaning to tell you, Mikey, that uh, literally I get this question every time, maybe a hundred questions already. If they know me, <laughs> they know Mix Bustos, or they get to know me, they always ask first, are you related to Mikey Bustos? And the answer is? Yes, of yes. course. Because yeah. there aren't very many of us. And we all come from Pampanga. You're... Lolo's from Pampanga? Yes. Uh, Makabebe. Huh? Yours? Makabebe. Makabebe? Makabebe? Yes. I first okay, said, my Lolo too. Yeah, because I first said to you uh, from uh, Masantol, but then I checked with my dad. And then, yeah, Makabebe. Legit. Oh my God, we're totally blood-related. Yep, yep. <laughs> and, uh, yeah, yeah, that's what, uh, like what you told me also when we were chatting, uh, lahat naman ng bustos, eh. halos lahat naman ng bustos. If it's from Pampanga, more or less, they're all related. Tama. Yeah, yeah. I actually have two other close friends, Bustos din. Bustos um, din. Yeah, and for sure we're related from Pampanga too. Yeah. Uh, to be to be honest, uh, do you? Well, ako, I'll be honest. I don't know much relatives <laughs> the Bustos from Pampanga. Oh, I mean, uh, I did a few. Yeah, a around few the world few. too. Around yes. the oh, around the world. But uh, yeah, I for sure. Get, I will get to know first the family roots. Uh, my dad's name is Alfredo. So he is the uh, son of Alfonso. That's my lord. Oh, you? I see. my dad is Jerry Bustos, but my lord is Jacobo Fajardo Bustos. So also from Pampanga. So baka our lolos are somehow related. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So yun, so... Yeah, baby, that, 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 that's, the, uh, that's the whole family tree on how we're going to dissect yeah. the, uh, the whole Bustos family clan. But then, yeah, so yeah. I hope for, for everyone who, who's watching uh, this vlog now with Mikey, sana maraming mga Bustos na lumabas and then like um, comment away. If you feel like, uh, yeah, we're all related from Masantol, Makabebe, Pampanga, please do and uh, connect with us with my cousin or... Uh, at least relative Mikey Bustos. All right, so Mikey, thank you so much for joining us here on Off The Record. Thank you. Mikey, um, all right, so I just want to get to know you more. Uh, okay. Of course, the online sensation, you have evolved into so many things from parodies uh, to uh, uh, entertainment and to endorsements. But I know also, Mikey, that you also, earlier in your, in your career, that you also joined Canadian Idol. Is that correct? Yes. Yeah, 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 yeah. correct. Yeah. yeah, so can you tell us more about the life journey of Mikey Bustos? Oh, man. Well, I mean, growing up, I always was a singer. I was always singing. And I always felt like my purpose in this world was to sing. So I constantly trained well into high school, even college. Um, and in university, first year, that's when I did. I was going to school to be a veterinarian. And I decided to just quit school because I really wanted to be an entertainer. And then, um, yeah, I, I tried out for Canadian Idol uh, in 2003. It was season one. And I placed eighth uh, in, the, in the show. 
And that started me off working in entertainment business. That was in 2010, I started my YouTube channel now. And I went viral as a comedian. So <laughs> somehow I was able to mix music and comedy together. And that's how the parodies were born. Yeah. But uh, I have this uh, perception of you and your other co-creators, uh, also content creators, that you pioneered. You've paved the way for YouTube creators now. But what was it like back then when you were starting? When we yeah. were all um, exploring first what YouTube was? Yeah, um, back then, having a YouTube channel, a place where you uploaded videos and people can follow you expecting the same content, was kind of new. Um, even though it, you know there were already established channels now, it was kind of new, especially in the Filipino community. Before me, there was Moy um, Moy Palaboy, who I think were the very first big viral sensations here in the Philippines. Uh, and yeah, it was, the community was a bit smaller. Um, back then, you could not monetize on every video. The video had to have a certain amount of views first before you were approved. And then you had to apply. It was such a big process. Um, so back then, most YouTubers were doing it mostly for fun instead of uh, and then uh, somehow, like later, thing it started. Brands started to reach out to me. Um, was new back then. And then, uh, ano pa? Oh, quality wasn't so much a important thing. Like the production value, like high tech equipment, lights, and all of this. We could just film. I was filming out of a simple webcam. My videos. Yeah. Um, and yeah, so things were a lot more simple back then. Yeah. So can you date to us? Because I was uh, researching on your uh, YouTube channel. Damina, sobrang daming videos, like 900 plus videos. But yeah. one of, what, what were the most kumbaga, key videos that you made na parang made you like mm. bigger the map? Uh, I think my first in the comedy channel, right? Yeah. In the comedy channel, my first viral video, well, also in my whole life, was called the Filipino Accent Tutorial. Hey there, spy there. This is your boy, Mikey Bustos. I just put on a barong and then I like put on my best Filipino accent and I teach the viewer how to speak the Pinoy way, English. <laughs> Palo, flip, pak, Filipino, Philippines, family, snowflake, tick, tit, beneath, tissel, bread. Uh, and it was really just inspired by my parents. Because in Toronto, but like but somehow my parents still have a Filipino accent. And um, I'm able to copy them. <laughs> and in fact, I'm angry it comes out. So I created a video about that. And that's one, the one that went viral. So that video. And then other videos, the parodies really started to take off too. Um, Balik Bayan Box is one of them. I got my Balik Bayan Box. So pull up imported products. Um, also some of the original funny musical videos. I did like a Filipino mythical creatures rap uh, with the duende and the capre and all of that, Serena, white lady. Um, that one did really well too. And there are a lot of kids who still know the lyrics to it. Yeah. Even if it's like five years old. Yeah. And then also um, one of my biggest videos, I think my whole YouTube journey is um, I wear speedos. It's called. Mm. It's a, Sito parody where I walk around, I yeah. dance around some beach. <laughs> yeah, I saw that. I saw that. I, I also like Mikey via From the In the Saucy. 
Which one? The prom D and the saucy. Oh, you like that? Yeah, yeah I like that. That was like one the of the hardest thing. videos. Yeah. I mean, yeah, I must imagine you must go to like a hotel and then you go to a Caribbean yes. next. Yeah, I mean, yes, I'm, yes. I'm, I'm amazed on how the production, the behind the scenes preparations, and no, behind that is on how you compose the lyrics. I mean, okay. the, 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 the artist <laughs> in you. What does the process usually like? Uh, well, uh, you know, I've always loved to songwrite. So writing the parodies is kind of, it's easier for me because it's like the hardest part of the songwriting process is done. There's already a melody and a rhythm. I just need to fit in clever words in there. So I enjoy that challenge. Um, usually my parodies I write while I'm in transit, like when I'm in an airplane or, or a car. And I'm getting like I'm getting fidgety. I'm getting like you know I have to do something when I'm bored. So I just like put together a parody. Yeah. Uh, while I'm traveling. Yeah. Pero yun yano. Know, I'll I'll go back, Mikey, to the uh, well. We can all relate that we have uh, Filipino relatives abroad. And yeah, yes. that what is one of the videos that really like? Yeah, I can see like my Tito in that or like my <laughs> Lola in that. But then, yeah, what was it like, you know, a Filipino growing? I know you grew up in Canada, but what was it like growing in that setting, in a foreign yeah. land, but with a Filipino community? Yes, it was, um, well, I grew up with um, Canadian kids, mostly, like Caucasians. And, I, you know, it's, you don't really think about culture until you're a bit older, like when you're a teenager. And, you know, like, cliques start to form. And but I'm like, I felt like I didn't fit in, sort of. Like, I felt like the rest of the kids in my brain, but outside, I didn't look like them. Um, so that was kind of a weird thing to navigate through um, in life. So um, I think because I grew up abroad and not in the Philippines, I had a sort of, um, what's this called? Like, a, I gravitated towards anything Filipino because it was who I am. And, you know, when I first came to the Philippines as an adult, in 2006, I was like, oh my God, like I, I, it was something spiritual, like my DNA just was sort of like, re, you know, resonating with the Philippines. So I think that's partially why I do what I do today, because growing up, I had a longing for Filipino culture and knowing who I am and who my ancestors were like that. Yeah. And you moved here for good. Few years. I, well, I would say years. so. Yeah. yeah. Yes. So yeah. What was? How was that decision like for you? What made you move here to the Philippines for you? Yeah. So after Canadian Idol, I tried to pursue music abroad. Um, went, even moved to the U.S. for a little bit to try to get a contract here. Um, and after that, I decided, hey, why don't I give Philippines a chance? You know, you know, growing up, it's like, oh, you can be an artista in, in the Philippines. Look at Sam Milby. Look at JR. I'm like, okay, yeah, I could do this. So <laughs> I, I hooked up with a manager who tried to introduce me to the Filipino showbiz machine. And of course, I didn't make it just as a singer. To say, like, I, at the time, there was Chris Lawrence, and I looked like Chris Lawrence. Um, and also, like, it wasn't my time. And it also wasn't the right uh, aesthetic. And so what happened was um, I gave up showbiz for a while, moved back to Canada, and um, YouTube happened. Yeah. And as a comedian this time, so when I came back to Philippines, um, oh, 
It was Chicharroni Mangwan, a yeah. brand, and Jill. Yeah. That flew me to Philippines to shoot some commercials based on my tutorial comedy videos. And then when I saw, I'm like, hey, maybe this is my chance to, my, my fourth shot to try to make it in the Philippines. And it was really, I, I signed with GMA at the time. And that's what really was, it would, I was right for me to stay. So I moved here. Yeah. Um, do you feel like, uh, Mikey, that uh, pioneering this platform now, the online platform, yes. um, when you sum it all up, from your life experiences, um, where do you think that uh, this was your destiny? This is your destiny, and how are you going to grow that where you are now? Ah, uh, absolutely not. No, no. I think life showed me a way with um, sort of like this whole new universe that I could have never have imagined. You know, when I first started YouTube, I did YouTube just for fun because, say, like I was approaching thirty. I was living with my parents. I didn't have a job. I was bored <laughs> and no money. So I just kind of did it because there was nothing else to do. And all of a sudden, like it, I was, I, today I find myself doing what I've been dreaming of and more, you know? Yeah. So uh, absolutely no. I, I could have never imagined something like this could blossom. Yeah. Now, Mikey, I will ask advice from you because uh, this, yes. uh, my, my platform is uh, on YouTube and uh, yes. I'm uh, just starting out uh, just a couple of months in. And maybe what is your advice for new content creators that are flocking to this platform and how can we be successful? Yeah, well, um, the good thing about YouTube is it's constantly changing. So easy to think that those who have been on YouTube the longest have the advantage. But that's not true. The algorithm is always changing. The behavior of viewers on YouTube is always changing. So in effect, new YouTubers will come out of nowhere all the time. You know, like just because we have a seniority, it doesn't mean we, are, we can always be on top. Like we YouTubers have to keep studying the platform and the behavior of watchers uh, to stay on top, you know? Like for example, um, Maybe four years ago, the goal on YouTube in order to do well was to get your viewers to watch as long as possible. And anyone who could succeed at that formula did the best. YouTube would promote them the most on home pages and you know, you get the push from the algorithm, they call it. Uh, but I think things are changing now um, in the advent of TikTok, where now TikTok has a way to consume videos in in short, like short form. Before we used to binge watch Netflix where we could sit and watch for a long period of time. But now I think because of TikTok, audiences now are starting to get used to quick form video. So um, us YouTubers have to learn to adapt to these changes in uh, viewer behavior yeah. uh, in to do well. So as a new YouTuber, I think it's great. They just keep studying the behavior of your audience. Just watch, watch the analytics, like study the analytics of every video you upload. It's actually a graph where you can see where the average amount of people click off and see what you did there and don't do that again. <laughs> yeah. Actually, yeah, that, that, that's true because uh, me with my different content, you really observe and you see the behavior sometimes of what works and what you can improve on. Yeah, so yeah, thanks for having
for the advice, Mikey. And uh, so now that uh, you've settled in the Philippines, Mikey, what do you love? Yes. Uh, in terms of way of life, what do you love the best? Oh my gosh, so many things. First of all, the weather. <laughs> yeah. I like the weather here. It's so many in it. It's beautiful. I, I feel like I'm on a working vacation still, um, even after living here for nine years. Um, and so I love the weather. I love the landscape. You know, it's so beautiful, the uh, beaches of the Philippines. Uh, of course, the people. I grew up around people who didn't look like me. Now I'm around Filipinos. Uh, <laughs> and um, yeah, it's just somehow, yeah, it's more fun here. Yeah. I guess that's the way to describe it. You know, a lot of people like to go abroad because, you know, it's the perfect life. Um, but sometimes perfect is boring. I find, I like... Imperfect is sort of a bit more exciting, just a little bit more exciting. You know? Yeah, that's true. Because uh, maybe that real realization comes when you think that life is perfect, you have nothing to strive for anymore. And at the same time... Yeah, it's yeah. so safe. Yeah. yeah, it's safe. Like when I, I mean, I love Canada. I love US. I love other countries. I love it. Um, but somehow, since living here, I've gotten used to all the stimulation and, you know, like the intense flavors of the food and the sun, the heat, and you know, everything is so extreme. Yeah. When you go abroad somehow, it like, everything is so quiet. Everything is so like perfect, perfect. <laughs> everything is so perfectly measured. And punturista lang yun, punturista lang yun. But when you actually yeah. live it, it's a different thing. It's a different case. Of yeah, correct. correct. Yeah, yeah. Ah, okay. So, ngayon, uh, your uh, maybe life in ECQ, what's it like uh, for you on what you do on a daily basis? How did you adjust? Uh, how are you adjusting yeah, yeah. now? Yeah, totally. Well, um, because of the ECQ, I, I no longer uh, can have my team here to help with production. So, I'm doing everything now on all my channels. I'm uh, editing for the Ants Canada channel. Um, vlogging here on my own. We send our vlog footage to an editor, but that's it. And doing a lot of work now that my helper can't come over. So I have lots of, I have to do maintenance on my fish tank, my bird, which is up there, Ligaya, my parrot. She takes a lot of time for maintenance. Um, so yeah, I'm very, very domesticated now. Yeah. So yeah. wait, and, and keeping. So what's that like? I mean, it's very unusual for Filipinos. To have yes, yeah. <laughs> to be with you in the house. So, I mean, tell us about that passion. Yeah, well, it started in Canada. I've always been into insects. And so, uh, at the same time I, as my comedy channel, I also started my ant channel. Where it's just, I'm keeping ants in an ant farm, like a little aquarium. And I film the lives of ants. And I narrate it in like, you know, a uh, nature show uh, Nat Geo type voice. The landscape or what? The place was completely devoid now of basil plants as they've dug them all up from the roots, leaving them no chance of survival. And um, yeah, it just kind of went viral one day. And now it's bigger than my comedy channel. Ano bang ano, Mikey? Ano ang uh, similarities ng humans and ants? Oh, there are lots. Yeah. Yes, yes, there are lots because 
Ants and humans live in big cities with millions of members. Ants do too. And so they have to deal with the same problems we as humans do too. So like, for example, ants have a garbage site. They don't just leave their garbage anywhere. They collect it, they deposit it in the garbage pile, and then like other creatures eat the garbage. So they take care of that. They also have a CR. The colony cannot just pee or poo anywhere. They go to the colony CR. There's this one room where they all pee and poo. <laughs> yeah, and then bacteria and fungus break down their pee and poo biologically. Um, they also have daycare. They organize the kids by, by age. So they do that too. Davos, um, they uh, have a graveyard. So when the ant is going to die, it goes to the graveyard and dies there. Or the ants pick up the dead and bring it to the graveyard. You know, they have to be very systematic so that clean because they live in big cities underground, right? Correct. So wow. to control disease. And yeah, they're very much... Check out that channel. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You I must. Mean, oh, I it's must, all... I must, I must. Be I mean, prepared. I CR... <laughs> So graveyard, wow. So very, ano kung talaga may system, sabi mo nga. Yeah, they're like they're they're very like people. All right. So I'm curious. Uh, during this ECQ, yes. pardon me if I haven't uh, really scrolled up yet. For this ECQ, have you written any maybe parody songs uh, about life now? Uh, parodies. I've been thinking. Usually with the parodies, I wait for a hit song. Yeah. Uh, uh, and then. A trending topic, so I will match the two. Yeah, um, I'm still keeping my eye open for another parody, uh, but now I, I just I feel like enjoying the home time while it lasts. Yeah, being yeah, home base. Muna. Relax, muna. Yeah, Relax because muna. usually we're always traveling and and vlogging. You know, yeah. always busy so. on the go. Yeah. All right. Yeah. So okay. Mikey, lastly, so I'll give you this chance to uh, give a shout out, plug everything that yes. all your peer projects. Go ahead. Okay, yeah, I want to do a shout out to all uh, Mabuhay Squad, AC family, um, all of those who followed me and supported me um, all these years. Thank you so much. And to off the record, be sure to like, comment, subscribe to Mix Bustos, my cousin, my cousin, my relative, and chempre shout out narin sa lahat ng mga bustos all over the world not just in the philippines not just in canada everywhere hope everybody is safe family. yes sir family <laughs> all right thank you so much there you have it that is uh, mikey bustos of course my special guest right here on off the record with mix bustos and see you in the next episode mabuhay see you later heavyweighter and pakyao for life <laughs>